Hello, everybody. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And welcome to... Earbuds on the Road. Earbuds on the Road. <laughs> the Comedy Film Nerds podcast. Mobile. Mobile. What are we? Episode 215. Yeah. Might be our second 215. That's, that's irrelevant. That's <laughs> right now. It's the first 215 the you're first, hearing. It's the first 215 you're hearing. Oh, my goodness. We are... It's a lot of moving parts right now. Oh, my God. That's why we're in a hotel room near the LaGuardia Airport. I'm sitting on the fucking floor because I'm too tired to go and get another chair for and my room. That's next door. Yes, that's next door. It's not like it's far. It's not like you have to, like, go and unload it or build it. No. Or something. I'm just done. <laughs> You literally, I'm amazed you didn't just take your pants off and just sit on the floor and just, just start. All right, start recording, start Dave. Uh, Chris is in his underwear and he's sucking his thumb. Hey, let's talk about some movies. Right, uh, why is right. this awkward? <laughs> this is why I do in a hotel yeah. room at late at night. This is how, if I want to record this way, yeah, I can. I'm an adult. I'm an I'm, adult. I do what the fuck I want. Tell me what to do, how to live my goddamn life. Running around Manhattan like a goddamn animal. <laughs> Earbuds update, folks. Um, We're running around Manhattan like goddamn animals. Like goddamn animals. It's actually been really, really fun. We got to talk to Welcome to Nightville. We went to the Entertainment Weekly offices. We talked to uh, Kyle Ryan, uh, mm-hmm. who just got hired over there. And uh, we got to um, walk around and have lunch in the uh, EW offices. It was really fun. That was amazing. Yeah, and um, to see all the posters and like the blow ups of the covers and really that was pretty cool. cool. Like yeah. seeing, seeing the blow ups of the covers, and then they had some cool in the like air in the room that we shot in. There was a cool poster of um, from Tropic Thunder, but they were all in suits during the promo. It was um, uh, Ben Stiller, Ben Stiller, um, Jack Black, and. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., yeah. all like in suits, and it was this cool sort of black and white low angle. That was a really cool thing. So you got to see cool stuff like that in Entertainment Weekly. So. And it was on the weekend, so there was no one else there. So it was really good. We had oh, to run out of the place. Did we luck out on parking? Yeah. Oh, that was what's great. Because yeah. we knew coming into Manhattan was just going to be a cluster, and it was. Mm-hmm. And any time coming in and out of Manhattan is a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got there, and there was parking right in front of the yeah, building. Yeah, it was perfect. That happened at both locations today. Yeah. And Welcome mm-hmm. to Nightville was a great interview. That was really good. They just, they're so fascinating listening to them talk about. Um, it was Instagram, is where they really. Insta- and Reddit. Yeah, and Reddit, yeah. Where they literally went from, uh, what, what did they say, 100,000 for like the year? I can't remember. Yeah, the they exact had 100,000 downloads for a year. For a year. And, and then, then it, it went into the millions within the span of like one month. In July of 2013. Yeah. Like they literally could point to the day. Right. And I remember it was last summer when we were like, that's, we're getting ready for PodFest. And in yeah, the summer, like, we should bring these guys out. Yeah, yeah. We, we were finalizing the schedule. I think it was Andy Woodgo. Have you guys heard about this? Nightmare? Yeah. We're like, what? And they were like beating Rogan and all yeah. this in the iTunes. And then we listened to them in the, uh, uh, I think we were driving back from Tahoe or somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, and it, was, it really made us laugh and it was really fun and different. Mm-hmm. And, like we got to invite these guys. It was good. They were in the festival. It was good. I don't know if it's going to work out this year because their tour schedule is pretty crazy. Yeah, they're on the road all the time now. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been great. It's an, it's been yeah. a lot of work. You know, we did Preston and Steve. Yeah, it's been even in such a, a large of compressed amount of time. Sorry, I turn on the jetting. Yeah. <laughs> Hold for sound. Hold for sound. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> 
<laughs> we have Dave Schmidt doing professional sound. And he can't figure out how to shut off the AC. Yeah, he didn't shut off the AC before we started recording. Dave Schmidt puts his keys in a refrigerator. It's amazing. Because he doesn't want them to go bad. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a half-opened yogurt. And it's a sound guy trick, So because when he turns the fridge off, he's got to remember to turn it back on. So that's what he puts his So keys smart. There. Yeah. So smart. And, uh, you know, and we've been on the road for a little bit, too, so, um, you know, we're all getting a little edgy and tired. And, Shut uh, up. I will, <laughs> I'll say last night, it's uh, Graham and I both have different trigger points when Graham gets tired. No. I mean, no, when Graham gets hungry, he gets a little cranky, and uh, I've learned to see the signs. I'm the exact same way, but when I get tired. It's like I get low blood sugar from being completely exhausted. And I, call, I called Graham last night. He called me. We were supposed to leave at like 8.30. I said, we don't have to leave till 9. And Graham calls me, and he's like, you know, there's a lot going on. We might hit traffic. You know, we really need to leave by 8.30. And for no reason at all, I started arguing with him. Like, because I was so exhausted. It was, was like, <laughs> it was like, and I realized, you know, looking back, I'm like, well, I had nothing to do with the time. I was just, I was, I, I had checked out. <laughs> I had checked. That was the dumbest conversation. It's like, well, when do you want to leave? And Graham's like, 8.30. I went, no. No. <laughs> I was just. You I said, no, just, I've never, I, we've been working together for seven years. And I know, it was so dumb, because I, I got so tired. And it was like, and then you're like trying to, because you know my signs, like I know yeah. yours. You're like, you know what? He's tired. Let me just explain to him that um, we need to leave early because there's going to be traffic. We don't know we're going to hit Manhattan. And while you were explaining it, all I could hear was, oh, God, stop whining. Shut up. You're like an old woman. (laughs) That was what was going on in my head. (laughs) They're like, all right, fine. I'll see you in the morning. And uh, now, this is beside the point, but Graham was right. And we did need to leave early. But... uh, you know, and then I like texted you. I'm like, look, I'm sorry. I was tired. I got a little cranky. But uh, what's really funny is like grandma's right, but not for the reason I thought. Um, we ended up being late because our other producer started throwing up all day and he wouldn't well, come down. Well, <laughs> yes. But there, let's be honest. The traffic in the Lincoln Tunnel. Oh, that was brutal. That was like, we yeah. didn't have a vomiting guy in our car. Yeah. And we were, we were still, we were still... I, I, we were still a good 20, 30 minutes late. Yeah. Or yeah. later than I wanted to get there. Yeah, so... You guys were a... even more. You had yeah. the vomit... Yeah. You <laughs> had a vomit layover. Patrol, yeah. <laughs> oh, every 15 minutes we had that layover. So, uh... Well, we... let me say this real quick. <laughs> when I got off the phone, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you have never been late to anything. <laughs> I know. You are always crazy early. Yeah, I am. Almost I'm to always, the point where... where yeah. When you come pick me up for something, which isn't that often, because usually yeah. I'm coming to you. When you come pick me up, you're always like, we, we are grand time. Okay, I'll be there at, at 1. And yeah. you're always like, 12.30, Because I never want to be late. Because I you, never want to be late. And then you were arguing. I'm like, why is yeah. he arguing with me about the day before? Here's the two craziest things about that. The day before, Chris set the call time to drive to Preston and Steve at 6.30. And he's telling me. And I'm not arguing with him. Yeah. He's like, we should, he goes, it's probably a little earlier than we need, but traffic, yeah. it's raining, yeah. rush hour. And I was like, great, I get it. We get to President yeah. Steve early, which was fine. We have plenty of time to set up. Yeah. And so when I'm, I'm arguing with Chris, it would be like Chris arguing with me to eat healthier. And I'm like, right. no. <laughs> and you're like, Graham, yeah. you need healthier food. I'm like, don't tell me how to yeah. live. I, uh, yeah, I, after like, it was like 50, I just started laughing. I'm like, I can't believe I just had that conversation. You, I would, you, and here's the crazy thing. You set the time at 8.30. I know, I we did. We agreed to it. 
And then you text me and go, let's just go nine. And yeah. I looked at it and I was like, no, Yeah, man. I don't know. I, I, don't gotta, know. I call you like, dude, I don't think it's a yeah. good idea. And you go, fine, when do you want to go? Yeah. And I go, 8.30. Yeah. And you went, no, I don't yeah. want to. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. So then I, you know, got a little sleep and I was fine again. Yeah. It was like, I was like, who am I talking to? Who's happened? Yeah. Did Mike Schmidt take over? <laughs> oh, I never would have gotten anywhere there. <laughs> would have been stuck in Exton. Uh, oh fuck! But well, we made it. Yeah, we did. Made we it did. through a vomit tunnel. Yeah. We did. Oh my. Yeah. So we're we're full disclosure here. We need you guys to know everything that's going on. But oh, uh, but you know what's crazy. Even so, with all this going on, we still have time to see movies. We're going to be talking about Godzilla today. Oh, yes. And let's talk about a couple other movies. We're also going to be talking about um, Neighbors and Some Kind of Monster, which, yes. I, which is a documentary that I love. You recommended it. I recommended me. it, yeah, which, yeah. And mm-hmm. I finally saw it. So, so should we say, should we commit to, not now, but we are going to have to do a Godzilla spoiler episode. Yeah, I think so. At mm-hmm. some point mm-hmm. on this trip. Maybe it's maybe it'll just be me. Yeah. <laughs> that won't be no. That's a Godzilla rant. App. That's, that's a, okay. Do we want to start with that? No. Let's work into it. Let's start. <laughs> let's start. Let's start with neighbors. Let's start with neighbors. No, we're yeah. doing Godzilla. <laughs> what is wrong with me? He must be hungry I or like, something. I literally could. You know what? Honestly, I was like, well, he's staying with his family. Maybe this family's driving him nuts. Ah, Dave Schmidt. I knew it. I knew there was something else. I'm like, you're never that unreasonable no, unless there's no. some way other thing going on. Me, it's clear. I'm yeah. just hungry, and I get hungry every two hours. Yeah, yeah, and I, I find, too, It's as soon as I get tired and it's, like, pressured, it's like, that's all right. I'm checking out. I'm done. Uh, now I'm just going to be unreasonable. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. We'll have so, a spoiler up on yeah. that. Yeah, we'll go through our trigger points and bring in witnesses for each. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so let's talk about Neighbors. Yeah. Uh, it was one of those movies that uh, um, I wasn't sure what to expect. And the only reason we saw it is because uh, it was date night and it fit into our time. And we couldn't see Locke at the time that we wanted. So Because oh, wa- we wanted to I see Locke. So, Locke. so we saw Neighbors. And I got to say, it was definitely a mixed bag. It was better than I thought it would be. However... I still did not think it was a great movie, and one of the, the problems with it, for those of you who don't know what it is, it's like a new couple, it's Seth Rogen, uh, um, and, um, I'll uh, look it up. yeah, yeah, and uh, Rose Byrne, I think, they move in, they have a yeah. new baby, and then a frat house moves in next door, and then at first they're all like, buddy, buddy, and then you know from the trailers that, uh-oh, it's going to be family versus frat. But what's crazy is that it takes forever to get to that point. It's like literally like 30, 40 minutes in. I'm like, really? well, when are they, when are they going to start fighting? Isn't this kind of the premise of the movie? Why is it taking so long to get there? And the main problem with the movie is the movie didn't really know what it wanted to be. Like, did it want to be a smart comedy? Did it want to be just a frat, gross-out comedy? Uh, and it ended up being a little bit of each of those things. And when you mix it all together, the, the sum is definitely... Um, less than the uh, some of the parts because you have like some really witty and, and funny dialogue between uh, Seth Rogen and Rose mm-hmm. Byrne about you know getting past that time in your lives they have a baby now more responsibility and you see that kind of like because we all go through that transition I'm like hey I can't party anymore and even though right. I want to be the cool guy that you know parties like a frat guy but I have 
I'm an adult now. Yeah, I'm a married and kid. Yeah, I gotta... yeah. So, and what I did like is that they kind of made Rose Byrne kind of that same type of characters. Like, she wasn't the foil, like the practical one. They were both kind of the same uh, thing. Like, she didn't really want to grow up either, so she kind of... Um, was was part of the problem, which was great. That was actually something a little different. But where it fell apart is, first of all, there is no other comedic actors in it except Seth Rogen. So that's part of the problem. So what about Zac Efron? He couldn't... No, he's just a pretty boy with abs, really. He can't pull it off. He can't pull it off. I mean, he does his best. But right. when you're up against comedic actors that have been doing it for years, there's no comparison. And Rose Even, Byrne... You know, she's... she tried again. She tried, but again, it's she. it, it doesn't... It, well, not you know, at the, the level. Thing, the thing that's not... Like, Bridesmaids... She was fit. she was playing a very she they they did bridesmaids correctly in terms of they cast her in the role that needed the serious the, actor the straight man the, yeah. basically the mm-hmm. Abbott role and uh, and really that's what you need and when you have a, a, a strong straight man role it makes the comedians even funnier right so but you know when, but then when she's trying to do like the crazy comedy like with Seth Rogen it, it just it, it it doesn't come across as well now. So you've got kind of some smart dialogue and some, you know, some funny dialogue. But then you go all the way to the frat slide, and then it's all gross-out, titty, boner, fart jokes. And then, okay, well, what, what's this movie going to be? And then it goes back and forth, so you don't really know. It tries to, it tries to, have, it every, it tries to have it both ways. And, you, and at the end of the day, you can't. It just doesn't. It, it didn't fly. So it was okay. It was better than most kind of like gross-out, fratty comedies. But it was, it was uh, it's a rental at best. And, you know, it's, it's promoted as, like, from the makers of, like, this is the end. And this is the end, I thought, was really funny. And I thought it really just kind of had the... It's the, the director return. of Get Him to the Greek and the five-year engagement. Um, yeah, I don't even think that matters. I mean, this movie is kind of like its own animal. And I really think when you have, like, someone like Seth Rogen on set, I think he's got a lot more power, like, when you see, right. for better or for worse, like, something like Green Hornet. Even Michael Gondry said, it's not really my movie, even though I directed it. Oh, so right. it really feels like, uh, you know, it was kind of done by committee, and everyone kind of threw in a scene, and, you know, it, the movie just didn't have that focus and know where it wanted to go or where it wanted to be. But, you know, there are some funny scenes. There's right. some funny. It's not horrible at, at, by any stretch, so it's, it's okay. All right, so you think it's, okay, so it was, it was a writing problem in writing and directing like it was more tone it, like it didn't know where where it wanted to be or what kind of movie it wanted to be all right let's work into <laughs> now let's do some kind of monster okay some kind of monster and then we'll go to the king of monsters <laughs> so we're going to do it a little in reverse order a little bit because we want to save godzilla but uh now some kind of monster was the metallica documentary that i absolutely loved and i recommended it to you while while we were making this movie and <clears throat> here's why it's a good documentary I don't, I'm not a Metallica fan. I'm not a metal guy. Mm-hmm. Not that I dislike that kind of... It's just that genre of music just never really resonated with me. But it's a great documentary. And that's why, because... And what we've talked about a bunch on this show, and in the book even, what makes a good documentary, it doesn't... It, you don't have to be uh, knowledgeable or a fan of whatever the subject matter is. It just has to be a compelling story. And oh my God, is this a compelling story. It brings you into the world regardless of what the world is. Yes. It's the dynamic of a big famous band is just interesting. Yes. No matter what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. like literally, if it was like a Philharmonic or or, right, or some, right. some type of music you don't mm-hmm. care about. Obviously, if you're a fan of Metallica, you're going to love this. Yes. You probably have already seen it because mm-hmm. it came out 10 years ago. But if you aren't, 
I'm telling you, you, you got to see this. And your, your recommendation was right on point because it's, it's okay. So it starts out, and this is what, what is so great about documentaries. It starts out, we're going to just follow Metallica as they make their new album and then yeah. go on tour. Exactly. This will be for the fans. This yeah. will be just a fun, yeah, cool. behind-the-scenes look at this giant, one of the mm-hmm. biggest bands ever. Sure. A uh, couple weeks into it, um, James Hetfield, yes. right? Mm-hmm. The lead, lead singer. The lead singer. Um, he's having a problem with alcoholism. He needs to go into rehab. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks go by. A couple months go by. A year goes by, and the band is like, "Are we a band? What do we do?" And they have to, and they hire this guy, who's this like big money sports. What would you call him? Like a therapist or mediator, life coach, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Life coach. one of those very ambiguous self help mm-hmm. titles. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Whose job is to come? And he's this guy. I guess had been hired in the past to come on some big teams with big millionaire egos. Right. And his job is to kind of group therapy Metallica to get them back to being a band again. Yeah. And and it's funny. Like you see the dynamic. Like Lars is like, this is my band. And and James is a very much has his very strong ego. You got these two big guys, and then you've got the, right. the Kirk Hemmett, who's this sort of low key dude. It's like, hey, I just want to play. I just want to play, yeah. and I always feel like I'm caught between some fight between right. mom and dad. You know? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you see that dynamic. Mm-hmm. It's so fascinating, and and you know I don't want to spoil it, but what they go through is really is really awesome, and it's 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 everything that makes a great documentary. And and there's even a scene where the, the film crew is like. What do we, what do we do? Like, can you imagine you're hired? Like, we got hired in the middle of this, and then all of a sudden had to stop because podcasting went on hold for yeah. a year. You know, like, and and so. So they started taping the therapy sessions. Yeah, they started taping the therapy sessions, which were like so interesting to watch because. And they address the dynamic of uh, this is weird with cameras in the room. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so. It was just, it was really fascinating. And then just the history of Metallica. I forgot that Lars Ulrich did the Napster legal battle. Oh, yeah. And yeah. everybody hated him for it. Yep. Especially now, 10 years later, mm-hmm. how Napster came in and gave all this music for free. Right. Fans loved it. Bands hated it. Some bands embraced it. Some fought it. Blah, blah, blah. Here we are 10 years later. You know, the record industry collapsed. Blah, blah, blah. 10 years later, I remember I spoke last year to a record executive. A band manager just having done some of those rock and roll cruises, and he's like, because of iTunes and the iPhone and um, Shazam, bands are starting to make money again off of yep. off of albums. Yeah, and the other thing that's uh, the records are you don't have to even produce records anymore. Everything's digital, so the cost has actually gone down. The cost has gone down. I even talked to um, Joe Sib that I've done his podcast, who's a comic and he's done shows with me, and, and he runs a. Uh, I think it's called Dummy One Record Label. You know what's coming back is vinyl, as an as like a, a, a like a, a collector's a collector's item? niche thing. Vinyl and even now cassette tapes for the cassette cassette tapes, tapes really? like retro hipster like cassette tapes. Whole for the Whole Foods near my house is selling a rec, a portable record player and records. Is it made of hemp? Yeah, it should be. <laughs> 
And the 23-year-old girl was showing me, this is how you play a record, and you find the tracks. <laughs> and I was like, I, I know how this... Oh, are you over 30? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> beat it. Yeah. Um, so, so knowing that history mm-hmm. of, of what the music industry has gone through, it's an interesting look into 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. When it was, like, starting to collapse, and no one knew what was going on, and... and and so it's yeah. It's, it's not like Lars Ulrich was wrong. No, he wasn't. He was not wrong. And and you he look was at, a lightning rod for criticism. But you know, someone has to ultimately stand up for the artist. That you know, you can't just you know give away all art for bills? free. Yeah. And the fans are like, oh, he's a billionaire. And it's like, what do you think makes, especially back then? Like, how do you think they rented out the Presidio? Yeah. Like a mega band like that. Like, how much? Money is involved. Anyway, it's so it's fascinating, yeah. and what happens, and it's it's, and the filmmakers did a really good job of of tying it all together, mm. um, and it's it's great. It's really worth. One seeing. of my favorite scenes is like they're demoing the uh, one of their new albums. I think it was either for the producer or one of their agents or managers. It's been a long time since I've seen it, and he just looks at his watch, like how much longer is this gonna be? <laughs> you see that? I'm like, oh yeah, the new album. It's okay. All right, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> Just the behind the scenes and the uh, the way they, yeah. they you, you know, you see, what I loved about it too is you have this giant mega band and you see that not only are these real people, but they're also real people with some major problems that need to be sorted through. And then that it was a really moving scene if you're a metal fan too to see Dave Mustaine just break down and cry because he was part of Metallica before they got huge and they kicked him out of the band. That whole storyline <laughs> yeah. is like, wow. I mean, man. he went on to create Megadeth. He still did okay. But, uh, you know, you could see him in his eyes that it's haunted him his entire life. Which that, it shouldn't. Yeah that, yeah, that he got kicked out of Metallica. You know, yeah. I mean, it was that was all fascinating. And then they auditioned the new guy. <laughs> anyway, yeah. it's awesome. It's an awesome documentary. And if you like Docs, I would, I would highly recommend it. I think, and I got it on Netflix, so check that out. Okay. All right, Godzilla. Maybe I should start. You should. You should okay. go. You now, should go first, Godzilla. I, I, um, I first I want to say, I've been thinking about this movie after seeing it last night. Thinking about it, and thinking about it, and I finally, I figured out the way to describe this movie. And the reason there's a problem with this movie, and the reason why it's still good, is that it's a very unusual mix for a filmmaker to get all the difficult things right and all the easy things wrong. And that's really what happened with this movie. <laughs> that's a great way to describe it. <laughs> because it's when you look at what went right with this movie, and first of all, I will say I liked it, but I had some real problems with it too. Um, Godzilla looked fantastic. Him fighting giant monsters was fantastic. Having mm-hmm. Brian Cranston in the movie was absolutely great. And um, the the way the movie unfolded in the beginning was absolutely compelling everything from the beginning credit sequence to um you know the history and the creation of the monsters and godzilla and where the movie goes off the rails is in the easy stuff that how could you get this wrong um not showing the monster fights a not showing godzilla until the very end where it's been so long and so much dialogue that you're like uh, i want to enjoy this but i'd be enjoying it more if i got to see him more and you have these crazy plot points. Now, this is a small spoiler. I'm going to tell you guys this, but because I think it's important because we're being sold a bill of goods on some of this movie. Is Brian Cranston dies at the very beginning of the film. And he is not in the entire film the way it's set up. 
and how he's uh, with the trailers and the way this movie is being sold. So I thought that was a real kind of like, fuck you. I'm like, wait a minute. This, this whole backstory, and you're setting up this character, and you kill him right at the very beginning? This is insane. And uh, so there was what, some of those things really, really didn't resonate. But I got to tell you, man, those big monster fights, Godzilla looked great. It was nostalgic and fun. And I, I'll tell you, this movie just needs a re-edit. And I really think it'd be a much better film. I, I'll tell you all the things I liked about it. Okay, good. Good start. Good I, start. <laughs> the big fight at the end I liked, of course. Um, the, the way they teased in the beginning, just showing you a little bit of Godzilla, the Brian Cranston stuff, I liked. The Ken Watanabe... Scientists setup is great. great all the way around setup. great setup and i'm in my seat going all oh, yeah shit. now here it comes here, here i'm going up the roller coaster i can't wait until great. at the top and then I, and we're gonna go down we get to the top yeah. and then we just kind of nicely flatly like, hey, wait, wind around yeah there's no hill why are oh, we not i don't give a shit about your wife or girlfriend couple <laughs> where's my husband i don't fucking care yeah did you watch pacific rim garth edwards it's goddamn monsters just beating the shit out of each other. The and robots. And it, it starts right off. It's boom. You're out yeah. of the gate. Yeah. You want to tease. And he... Oh, I By the time we got to the end, I was so mad because I kept checking my watch. I know. And we I felt it. Like, we couldn't all sit together because it was in the signed seating. Right. Um, because we're um, in Pennsylvania and they don't believe in assigned seating. So... <laughs> Uh, for movies. This is a Keystone so, yeah, State. Yeah, Keystone uh, State. It's like, you know, state stores uh, for liquor. It's They do things differently in Pennsylvania, where I'm from. But uh, um, so I, I can almost hear your anger from the back. I'm like, oh, uh, oh Robert Graham's a little I looked angry. at my watch. We had seen, it was like an hour, 15 minutes when we finally got to see all of Godzilla. And I was like, yeah. okay. And then another like half hour or so goes by. And I'm just sitting there going, the star of your movie. Is not in it, yeah. And they and they played two tricks that, you know what, I kind of could have forgiven it once. Like, oh my God, the first time you see Godzilla, and it's like he's about to fight, and then, oh, we cut away, or oh. like the doors close. They're like, ah, oh, that was cool, you got me. Yeah. And then they fucking did it again. The second like, time no. I was, I almost, no. I almost punched I like, the screen. What are you doing? What it, are you doing? It made me so mad, and, and I just was like, I was like, oh, I hate it when a director thinks he's being clever, cute. Yeah, and that was, that was like, bullshitty. And what were we talking about on set? I think Dave even said it was, uh, it was like uh, they couldn't show the shark that much in Jaws because it was never working. Right. Or like it was like, it was like we were saying what the computer was. Oh, yeah, working. the CG yeah, they the kept breaking down. The computer is not working. The computer is not working when the CG kept going it's down. It's like, what? I know what I know what Godzilla's tail looks like. I saw plenty yeah. of his goddamn tail. Yeah, and the two gonna... monsters he fights, I see them fl- yeah. tw- about the whole yeah. movie. And you see mostly um, he's swimming, Godzilla. You see a lot of him swimming. Um, so and, uh, you know what? It, yeah. it, it was one of those movies that it like, like I said, it got all the hard stuff right and all the easy stuff wrong. We saw it in IMAX 3D. Yes, and which I've spoken of. Obviously, I'm not a huge 3D fan. The, it was some cool stuff in here, but again. Punch me in the face. Make me like I'm at an IMAX at a goddamn amusement park where I jump out of my seat and I cover yeah. my face. And I will say, these IMAX theaters that are in regular movie theaters, not really yeah, IMAX. Yeah, they're bullshit. They're just slightly larger screens right. with the word IMAX on it. Like, when I think of IMAX, I think of, like, the California Science Center or 
Smithsonian, where it's literally the entire wall. Where well, and it should your, wrap around your peripheral yeah, even vision. Even your peripheral vision, you can't see anything else, like uh, like like that Hubble movie uh-huh. that Leonardo DiCaprio um, narrates is unbelievable to see that 3D. It's like you feel like you're in space, like gravity. I can't even, yeah. They, even Dave made a good point. He's like, I, they probably weren't, sh- they didn't shoot it on IMAX. Yeah, yeah, I doubt that was shot on 70 no, millimeter. They didn't shoot that on 70. And, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know how you, I don't know how, why this is so difficult to do. Well, I don't know why so, 98 Godzilla, the 2001, why is this so fucking hard to do? Well, that's what, what's so frustrating about it because, you know, like the hard stuff, like I said, got it right. And the easy stuff got it wrong. Now, there is a, the last Japanese movie they made, Final Wars, mm-hmm. was, uh, you know, it was, a, it was basically a typical Godzilla movie, but it was, uh, it was great where, Final Wars, they pretty much just brought back every single monster ever. Right. Like, every city had a monster attacking it. And, you know, there's, like, uh, you know, there's the defense force that mm-hmm. tries to fight them, and, like, we can't handle all these monsters. There's the alien invasion. There's the monsters. We need Godzilla. And then Godzilla goes around the world kicking monster ass. And it was really fun. So I really thought, too, from the trailers, and, like, I think they're hiding. I think there's going to be a lot of monsters in this. It's going to be, like, a real throw down and it it wasn't it wasn't it would what we got to see fantastic but we didn't get to see enough of it yeah and just too much bullshit storyline like get the the story the interesting storyline was the one was the one they killed off in the the beginning yeah so i'm like all this setup for this great storyline and this uh, poor haunted character and then, like, he's literally dead in, like, uh, within the first 15, 20 minutes. You get minutes. to see the married couple mope around. Yeah, it's... Like, are, are, can, we, can we stop with that, with the disaster movies of the, the couple that gets split up and where's my baby? Like, just, yeah, the whole world's going through that. Just fucking kick this goddamn thing's ass. Or like, show it to me in a more in a, compelling in way. In a different way. Different Give way. me yeah. some compelling story. But just the beats that they use. I mean, literally, there was like a scene in there where there's a bus driver. I'm like, oh, and some of the crew guys are like, oh, that was from Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> they literally took a scene from Jurassic Park <laughs> with and, the bus driver. Yeah. And there's also stuff in the trailer that's not in the movie. He never goes to New York. Like, there's nothing. Like, the trailer has the Statue of Liberty destroyed, and there's no scenes in New York where they're getting destroyed. Now, I did... Um, you know, love the city destruction because the monsters are very big. Right. It's even more fantastic. They like go to I some said. cool places. I don't want to give it away, but they yeah. go to some places that haven't been destroyed much in, in exactly. disaster movies, yeah. which is great because it's like New York doesn't need to be destroyed right. anymore. Right. Like, or New York or LA don't need to be destroyed. No, we've seen it. Yeah, let's blow up some other cities. Yeah, so there's other, other places. And like I said, it was like, oh my God, I've never, you know, there was imagery that you've never seen before because it was done so well. So I don't know. It's an interesting thing. I think. Because I think this movie is making a lot of money. If they learn, if especially if, uh, I think it's Gareth Edwards, if he learns from what happened, in <laughs> what he did wrong the first one, like, will we get a better Godzilla movie next time? I hope so. Yeah. Um, because, like I said, everything that was right, man, I loved. It's just the stuff that went wrong. I was like, come on, really? Oh, really? God. Yeah, that was dumb. All right. All right, well, let's go into uh, we want to go into what's coming out next week. You know what? We have an ad to do. Oh, we do. We do. We have an ad. We have a sponsor this week. Oh, we do. I believe it's our good friends at Trunk Club. Our good Club. friends at Trunk Club. TrunkClub.com. And this is an amazing service for men, mm-hmm. and they will ship clothes to you picked out by your own personalized stylist. And uh, you can try them on, and then you have 10 days. You could... Uh, keep what you like. You'll get charged for it. Send back whatever you want at Trunk Club's expense. They take care of it. It's so easy. It's it is. the best. I don't have time because of this film. 
to shout. But you did get another trunk. I got another yeah. trunk. Yeah. I got another I, trunk. I went through the other trunk, too. And, uh, you know, I still have to, because I haven't, uh, I don't have time either. I actually bought some of the clothes. It's funny. It's We have sponsors now when they send us stuff. It's like, oh, we'll get our ad money back because Graham and Chris are probably going to buy stuff. Do you like yeah. when casinos used to pay you in yeah. chips? Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's very uh, Like the mob. When the mob smart. ran it. Yeah. So... I bought like a, a couple of shirts, but I just haven't had time to wash them or wear them because of I know. doing everything. It's it's really <laughs> odd. It's, it's the thing I dig about Trunk Club is, especially being this busy. Like even when we were in LA shooting earbuds, I would come home all day, like no time. And now we're on the road shooting, and usually when I'm on the road, my days are free and I can work and do, yeah. do work in the room and go see movies and stuff like that. But now, do you like shopping? No, no, me I either. don't like shopping. And so this knowing, because I was, I was literally was sitting there going, God, I need, I need more clothes. And I was like, oh, I got a trunk at home. When I get home, when we get back from Chicago, I will have a bunch of clothes. Yeah, and, you and, can try that shit on. That's right, bitch. I'm going to new clothes that shit. <laughs> so, trunk club it up. Trunk club it up. <laughs> so go to our Comedy <clears throat> Film Nerds homepage. There's a trunk club banner ad. Yeah, you can click on there and go right to trunk club or just go to trunkclub.com. Boom. Shakalaka. And uh, and wear them. They'll fit you tight and uh, better than the guys. Unless you don't want it tight. I mean, they, they fit really well. Like, I like my clothes yeah. a little bit looser and... Uh, um, and they fit great. I mean, they're a little more expensive, the clothes, mm-hmm. but they, the ones I got, they fit really well. It's nice. If you got a, if you got a fancy mm-hmm. job and you don't have the time to go shop and look nice, I'd go Trunk Club. Yep. They'll and, clothe you nice. And then... <laughs> they'll clothe you real good. They'll clothe you real good. <laughs> yeah. And then I would go get a job and edit the Godzilla down. Yeah. Just knock 30 minutes out of it, and you'd have a solid 90, 86-minute movie. That'd yeah. Be you could go... You could start Edit Club. <laughs> we'll send you movies that are too long yeah, yeah. and you have to just pick the scenes you like <laughs> oh my god and then you send the rest back alright Gareth Edwards send me the raw footage a trunk of your uh, of Godzilla the, movie just send me a hard drive with the Godzilla movie on it and I'll cut that fucker it'll just be fighting it'll just be wall to wall fighting alright trunkclub.com yeah all right. Sorry, DVDs. Here is what ODVDs DVD releases. Um, the Monuments Men. This is a film I saw in the theaters. Uh, this is the perfect rental. You know, it wasn't amazing. It wasn't... Didn't do well. It didn't do that great. But if you're a George Clooney fan, all these actors are good. It's a great rental. You watch <coughs> it. It's a nice It's a nice okay. night in. Or Fair enough. To go through some stuff. Um, about last night, I did not see this movie, but check it out. I hope it's good. Three Days to Kill. Oh, Kevin Costner's up to some crazy shenanigans with a gun. Uh, yeah, I didn't see that one. I would, I would, this would be a either watch on a plane mm-hmm. um, or a, this would be a guilty pleasure rental for yeah. me. Like, I just want to watch some dumb CIA spy him up. You know what well, I mean? Wouldn't you pick like White House Down or something instead? That's too dumb. <laughs> yeah. This, this has this, the right amount of dumb. This is the right amount of dumb. It is the right, that's what they you should know. put on the yeah. DVD. The right amount of dumb comedy film nerds. Yeah. It is the right amount of dumb. I, so I'm I'm excited for some dumb, some three dumb days to kill, uh, and then Pompeii. Yeah, whatever on that. I don't know what. Why why do they? 
with this movie? Uh, yeah, it's Gladiator of the Volcano. Yeah, okay. Hot, so if you like... But not really. Okay, yeah. If you like burning gladiators, then yeah. this is... <laughs> gladiators on fire. It had, like, um, what it had, um, what's his name on it? Uh, that guy from that thing? The guy from 24. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland? Kiefer Sutherland's in it. He's yeah, in yeah, it? Yeah, yeah he's so in it. He's got 24 hours to stop he's the volcano? stop the volcano, yeah, and wear a crazy uh, outfit. The president yeah. is uh, yeah. in Pompeii, and he's got yeah. to rescue him. He, he's the the shortest man in Pompeii. And, <laughs> and Mary Elizabeth like Rice Cup yes. is a Pompeii hacker. And he has That's... to throw himself into the volcano because he has a brain cloud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, folks, email us what reference, what movie Chris just referenced. Um, all right, and then Vampire Academy. Oh, boy. See what I mean? This is why... Oh, that was one of those movies. You know what really made me laugh about Vampire Academy is the amount of different trailers. They tried to do one in every genre. Like, uh, they did, like, the action <laughs> they, Buffy trailer. Did they do a rom-com one? And they, yes! They, and they did, did a rom-com did, one. Did a rom-com, and then they, they also did, like, a, uh, a teen comedy, like a Mean Girls kind of trailer, too. So. Now do they do a Godzilla one where we never see the vampires <laughs> until the last act? No, they didn't do that one. <laughs> they just see the vampire, the sparkle of the tooth, yeah, but never they just, actually they fighting. they destroy uh, New York with them, and they never go with them. <laughs> All right, so those are the DVDs, gang. Um, all right, what is coming out? Here's what's coming out, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, wait a minute. Is uh, May 23rd, X-Men, Days of Future Past? Yeah, it's a big weekend. I'm looking forward to this. That, I love the last one so much. I'm excited for the last one, and the trailer makes this look like yeah. I'm, just, I'm just excited about it. So I'm, yeah. X-Men Days. I thought X-Men First Class was the best X-Men movie I've ever seen. I thought that was that was my favorite. You know, I mean, we got we got such a we got like the last year we got the Wolverine movie and and First Class. They're both I don't know. I almost like the Wolverine one better. Oh, do you? No, I don't. I yeah, like I thought X-Men First Class. It's a girl samurai. Oh, there you go. So that's why I like yeah. it better. <laughs> it's a girl samurai. Um I understood. Yeah, ex-wife number 2 is in it. Yeah. So I want <laughs> So that's why I like Excellent Days of Future Past. And then Blended. Adam Sandler oh, yes, and Drew, Drew Barrymore. Barrymore. Finally, I was hoping they'd oh, make another movie thank together. God. How long were we going to have to wait? Oh, thank God. To that's not see this movie. So great. Oh, now here's a movie uh, that I've seen the trailer for online, uh, Cold in July, uh, with uh, Michael C. Hall, Sam Shepard, Don Johnson. Oh, we talked about Vanessa that. Show. Yeah. We talked about it at the uh, Summer Movie Preview app, which we haven't posted yet. You guys, we're so sorry. Yeah, we've what? just been a little busy. It is coming, I, I know swear. we took a week off, and it's, it's coming. Yes, we stuff, promise. Stuff is coming. Um, so uh, that is coming out. And then, of course, uh, Words and Pictures. Uh, this is a little uh, indie Clive Owen movie. It's a little oh, comedy. I love Clive Owen. Uh, an art instructor and an English teacher from a rivalry that ends up with a competition at their school in which students decide whether words or pictures are more important. Maybe. Wait, so Clive Owen doesn't kill anybody in this yeah, movie? No, it's just, it's just, it's swarthy Clive Owen. It's uh, oh, I got unbuttoned you. shirt Clive yeah. Owen. Uh, <laughs> dinner, yeah. Oh, like Dave that. Schmidt just snored. <laughs> I don't like that Clive Owen oh, just as much. Oh, words and pictures sound like <laughs> you're getting a big thumbs down from <laughs> acapellaaudio.com, <Yeah>. Dave Schmidt. <laughs> um, all right, so that's what's coming out. So it looks like, just go see X-Men and maybe, maybe slide into cold in July. <laughs> You know what I mean? Sleep, get a little yeah, cold. Yeah, a little palate cleanser. Yeah, cold in July. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, if you saw Blended, that's on you. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's You have no one to blame but yourself. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our show, guys. Um, live from a Hampton Inn near the LaGuardia <laughs> Airport. <laughs> Yeah, getting excited for that free breakfast tomorrow. Oh, six to ten. Oh, guys. people think comedy is glamorous, but filmmaking? Independent filmmaking. <laughs> Independent filmmaking? Oh my gosh. You have no idea what it's like eating like dirty snacks or something like that <laughs> in, on some sweaty house that we had to walk up the stairs and lug gear and all that stuff. Uh, all right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, of course, we will be at uh, filming interviews this Saturday, May 24th at Zany's in downtown Chicago. That's in North and Wells from noon to 4 p.m. If you're a fan or a podcaster and want to get a little interview for the earbuds pod doc, come on down to Zany's Saturday, May 24th. Uh, and then I will be... Um, and we're working again. We're working on something June 1st in Sydney, Australia. We haven't got that ironed down yet. Still working on it. Still working on it, but hopefully we'll get that for you. All right, Sydney. Um, And then I will be headlining the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana, June 12th through the 14th. On Saturday the 14th, we will be doing fan interviews, the last one for earbuds, Mm -hmm. uh, Saturday, June. In this country. In this country. Well, no, they're the last of all of them because the 14th. Oh, that's right. That's after. That's it. That's then we're just about done. Uh, yeah, so Saturday, June 14th at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana. Uh, we'll do the same thing, noon to four. Uh, come on down, and thank you so much. We want to thank our sound technician on this show, yeah. Dave Schmidt. AcapellaAudio.com. AcapellaAudio.com. we got to plug his website if you ever need sound. For anything. For yeah, anything. Movies, uh, shows, specials, shorts, Mixing. even video games. And we're going to be releasing an episode where he talks all about how important sound, sound and, is. Yeah, and, and sound in movies. movies. It's going to be interesting. Yep. It's a really cool show. Um, so check that out. Thank you guys for listening and supporting Earbuds and everything else. And, of course, like us, follow us, put your positive reviews on the iTunes. Yep. All we also it. want to thank TrunkClub.com. TrunkClub.com, guys. Get your trunk set to you. Get your trunk on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My name is Graham Elwood. I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han shot first. Free breakfast. (laughs) Sweet. Thank you, sir.